Thank you for joining us for the University of Illinois Press podcast, The Upside. I am your host, Elizabeth Hess. I am joined today by Dr. Ryan Calabretta Sager, an assistant professor of Italian from the University of Arkansas. Dr. Calabretta Sager is president for the American Association of Teachers of Italian, as well as editor of Diasporic Italy, Journal of the Italian American Studies Association at the University of Illinois Press. Thank you for joining me today. Thank you for having me, Elizabeth. Before we get started, can you tell me a little bit about you, your education, your areas of study or research? Absolutely. My name is Ryan Calabretta Sager. I'm currently assistant professor of Italian, where I also oversee the Italian program. I'm an Italian section head, and I'm also recently the associate director of gender studies. My background, I have a BA in Italian and English Lit from Dominican University, and then I went on to Indian University Bloomington to do a master's in Italian, where I fell in love with Italian cinema, thanks to Peter Bondanella. And then I went into the real world and I taught for a year and went back into academia and sort of working on my doctorate through Middlebury College, where I have a doctorate in modern languages in French and Italian. I wrote my dissertation on the gay trilogy of Fedsan Ospitek, a Turkish-Italian director who left Istanbul at 17, came to Rome, became familiar with the Italian filmmaking process, and also fell in love with Italian cinema, and then started creating some amazing film. But through my graduate, both my master's and doctoral work, I also fell in love with Italian-American studies, again, first thanks to Peter Bondanella and later Anthony Julian Tamburi, and went on to research not only queer and feminist theory in contemporary Italian literature and film, but also Italian-American and diasporic in nature. I currently am working on various Italian-American pieces that range from Robert Ferro, who is the first AIDS novelist, who is Italian-American, but he was the first AIDS novelist in the American canon who died of AIDS complications in 1988. I also work on anything and everything from foodways in Italian-American cinema to, I have an article on Friends and the representation of Joey Tribbiani, so poetry. So I dabble across genres and across themes, both in Italian and Italian-Americana. Let's talk about the journal. What is the history of how Diasporic Italy came about? How did you become involved with the journal? The journal actually is born out of something that already had existed for many, many, many years. The Italian-American Studies Association was originally AHA, and it changed its name, I believe, around 2005-ish. I'm probably not exactly correct, but one of our articles in the inaugural volume addresses the change from AHA Tiasa. So check out Alan Gravano and Alexandra DeLuise's history on the association. But we moved from being more of a historic association to more interdisciplinary. And from the early conferences, there was always a proceedings. But we know as academia evolves and as we change as scholars and the tenure process also changes over the years, we decided that it would be more appropriate for the premier Italian-American association in the United States to have an actual peer-reviewed journal rather than a group of proceedings. So a few years ago, we went through the process of the change and our first inaugural volume, right, is finally coming out this year. It was a lot of love in the making, including finding the name that justly considers exactly what we're doing, because it's not just Italian-American. We look at Italian-Canadian, but we also look at 
Italian elsewhere, Latin and South America, Australia, England, as well as migration to the peninsula in and of itself. Obviously, your fingerprints are all over this, but it usually takes a village to get something like this off the ground. Who else has been involved in the planning and the implementation of this title? The original actual proposal was co-written by me and Alan Gravano, and we had lots of feedback from great people like Donna Kiriko and Stan Pugliese, Anthony Tamburi, who kind of looked at it and said, okay, this is what we need to move forward, and this is how we need to get there. I have an amazing advisory board composed of six very senior scholars who have been published in the field for a very long time. We have a very wide-ranging editorial board that's divided up kind of sort of by the various fields that we're publishing in from history and social sciences to pedagogy and translation. But I have to admit the people that I've leaned on the most during this time were my two associate editors, Daniel Battisti and Marquetra Lunga, who have been there ogni passo, every pass that has gone by. They've read every piece once or twice or three times. I'm very proud to say that every article that's been published has been passed by at least four individual sets of eyes. So it's definitely been a rigorous process and we're happy with the final product. With each new journal, there are differences from other journals with similar concepts in the field. How would you say this journal differs from other similar journals? You are absolutely correct, Elizabeth. We are joining a history of three already very strong and important journals via Italian Americana and Italian American Review, the latter actually being published also by the University of Illinois Press. One of the foci that I think Sport Italy is looking at in a unique fashion is first and foremost the concept of diaspora. All of them look at Italian American studies and diasporic concepts on some level, but we truly are doing it from the editorial board. I mean, we have folks from Australia, England, and France on our editorial board. In fact, one of the first compliments received when the information editorial board was first announced was, oh my gosh, you're in Arkansas. One of your associate editors is in Nebraska, and one of them is in Florida. These are all areas where we generally don't have Italians or large Italian-American populations, yet you're pulling this all together. This is great. This is great stuff. Other materialistic kind of tangible aspects in particular that we're looking to get that other journals don't, and I also want to underscore the fact that we don't publish creative works, which a lot of our other colleagues do and reviews. But we are trying to pay particular attention to translation and the diasporic nature of transnationalism that comes out of and into the concepts of translation studies, but also pedagogy. We aim to have these two corners in each volume. So you have the people and you have the concept. What in particular drove you to publish with the University of Illinois specifically? So the University of Illinois has a long-standing history of being a forerunner in cultural studies. In fact, one of our board members works with the Polish community, and I believe you guys also publish their main journal. So when we brought it to the board's attention, we very quickly had the EC support. For this very reason, you have a long-standing importance in cultural studies as one of the early folks. But also we like the fact and we welcome the fact that you publish numerous volumes on Italian American studies. Things that come to mind very quickly are the two-part volume on Italian migration by Joseph Shore and Laura Roberto that just came out. Another really great book by Chinotto on foodways in Italian Americana. So you have a very long-standing relationship with Italian American studies in particular 
and diaspora and migration studies as a whole. I think it also represents the interesting setup as someone from originally from Chicago, right? The really beautiful and interesting and sometimes difficult history of migration to Chicago and being the flagship of Illinois. I think that has a nuanced relationship with what you do and how you do it. As an editor, when seeking articles, what are the topics that will grab your attention the most? I think the things that are most interesting to us are going to be topics of transnational, so not just one or the other. I think we're in a situation with Italian-American studies, but cultural studies in general, that oftentimes we look at our cultural units in a vacuum because this is only our experience. But guess what? It really is not. <laughs> These are situations that have happened and continue to happen time and time again. Even the nuanced ones that are unique, they still have happened to other people before. It goes back to the whole pendulum of history, right? And the pendulum swings back and forth. But there's a beauty in that. And there's a beauty to looking at migration and transnationalism from a comparative perspective. I think that's another one of the nuanced areas that we're looking at is to look at migration in a comparative relationship. Because first of all, you have this concept of home, homeland, and exile, right? We go back to Nafishi and his concept of exile in cinema, but it's very applicable to the other humanities. So I think that if we collaborate together as scholars intellectually, compare notes, and actually study things comparatively, I think the end product will be stronger, but also in a time when we are very clearly understanding or should have understood that the humanities is under the microscope, is on the chopping block, whatever metaphor you'd like to use. This is a way, I think, to also demonstrate not only from a research perspective, but also from a pedagogical perspective, that what we do is important historically as it comes back and forth, but also moving forward to the future. We still have a whole ton of first-gen students who need to learn how to integrate to the university. And even those stories and that research from previous migrant groups and transnational groups can help not only from a research perspective, but also from a more tangible pedagogical perspective. You have sort of sprinkled answers to this next question throughout this interview, but with such a new journal, what are your primary goals for this year, for the next two years? The first volume is done. So yay. The first thing to do is celebrate. It has been a labor of love, I will say. I've learned a lot during the process. For the next two years, so the two areas that we're most interested in, translation and pedagogy, have not made it to the first inaugural volume. So the first thing we want to do is work on getting some great translation pieces, not only translations in and of themselves, but also translation theory we welcome for the next volume, volume two. But also I'm working on focusing also a bit on the situation of Black Italy from a transnational perspective, migrants into Italy, how they are viewed and how things are working for them in this new wave of politics and history and civilization. So we're working on partnering some pieces together. So an interview with Amirisa, who is an Italian hip-hop artist, but also a supplementary piece that goes with it, which is how can we teach his songs in culture classes and language classes, et cetera, et cetera. So to partner up some pieces together and make them work as a unit and not just as another interview that we can find on YouTube or et cetera, et cetera. Because also interviews are important to bring into the classroom, whether it's a language, culture, 
or sieve glass. So I think there's some coming together that needs to happen there. So that's for volume two. Volume three, I haven't yet got to, but I do want to say that my contract is for four years. And my goal by the end of the fourth, and if I am allowed to have a second term, my long-term or longer-term goal is to bring the volume to a twice-a-year publication. And I don't know what that second volume would look like yet. I don't know if it would be kind of an anniversary type, what's happening special this year and celebrate anniversary type stuff, or would it just be a second volume of the year? But I do want to see growth. I think there is space in the Academy to have four very strong Italian hyphenated or slashed, those of you who work in the field know that citation, but I think there's more than enough space in academia to have all four of these very strong journals publishing and cooperating. You know, I'd love to see some cooperation across the three journals too, as we grow, because we're all growing. Some of us are newer than others, but you know, there's growth in various ways, no matter what we're talking about. So that I think is is where I would like to go and we'll see what happens. If somebody is listening to this interview and inspired to submit an article, what's the best way to find out how and how to reach you? The easiest way, because it is the Journal of the Italian American Studies Association, I would say the easiest way to find out more about us is to go to italianamericanstudies.net and then just click on EASA Journal, and there's all the information about the journal, the advisory boards, the call for papers, the submission guidelines. There's a link that brings you right to the University of Illinois page to actually submit, the journal page to submit. And of course, then you get to read a little bit about the association and what we're all about, and to make sure that our journal and our association is the most appropriate place to place your piece, because we also want you to be happy in your home for your piece. We know that scholarship is a reflection of who we are, and and it's really a part of our identity on, on some level, just as our ethnic identity. People could also email me directly at C-A-L-A-B-R-E-T at uark, U-A-R-K dot E-D-U. That's probably the easiest and quickest way to get a response. But you definitely should check out the Italian American Studies Association website. We have a couple of conferences coming up. We have one Memorial Day weekend in Lucca in 2022, where fingers crossed everything is continuing to move ahead. And then we'll have our typical annual conference, which is always in October in Pittsburgh, co-sponsored by the Heinz Center and the University of Pittsburgh. So we have a lot going on with the association. We'll also be at the MLA in Washington, D.C. this year. So you can also just come up to me if you see me around at any of those conferences, introduce yourself and we can talk publishing. The inaugural volume of Diasporic Italy, Journal of the Italian American Studies Association, is available online at press.uillinois.edu. Dr. Calabretta Sager, thank you so much for your time today. Thank you, and have a lovely afternoon.